from the learning of the Dafyami here at the Hollywood Shtibo. Today is Shushan Purim, Tezvav Adar, March 11th. And onwards we march. So the Gemara is still grappling to understand who the author of our Mishnah is that would hold that when I transfer an item from my hand to your hand or vice versa, from a, hand, a hand-to-hand transaction should not be, would be considered transferring, even though you were not placing it into an area of Dalit al-Dalit, its own rishos, its own uh, domain. Rather, a hand is something which is smaller than four by four and just uh, hanging around, not on the ground. So how is it possible that when I place something into your hand, even though, yes, I transferred the domain, but I never put it down? And we already are familiar with the fact that on Shabbos, in order for me to be considered in violation of the rule of not carrying outside, there has to be a picking up, an akira, and a hanacha, putting down. And I don't have that if I do it into a hand, only into a surface area greater than four ounces. So... Uh, we wanted the last attempt of the Gemara was to say that it was Rebbe on Dalar Hamid Beis, and even Rebbe, we weren't so sure how it could be Rebbe. Even though Rebbe learns that you, Rebbe holds you don't need such a strong picking up and putting down in order to be Chayev for uh, on Shabbos for carrying. However, that. The proof that Rebbe really holds that is a little ambiguous and problematic. And the Gemara concluded on Dalman Beis Ha'itma Allah. The last eight words Ha'itma Allah. Rabbi Shmuel Da'amri Travayu. Rabbi Shmuel both explained that this that Rebbe seemed to hold that you're chayiv that you're liable for carrying even where you didn't pick it up and put it down from an area which is a surface of Dalad Al Dalad. Rebbe only said Yechayev on a Rosh a private domain, which is a roof, has a roof on it, which is, is covered with beams. Damrinan says the Gemara on the top of Heyam and Aleph, second line down. Damrinan Baisa command Damya. A house, we look at it like the entire house is full to the top when it has a roof on it, and therefore. You, you're uh, you're considering it like it's an area of dalad al dalad, and even if you threw so, threw something into the airspace of a house, the interior of the house, it's like it landed on an area of dalad al dalad. That would that would be fabulous if we were talking about that. But if it's not makura, and our, and we'll see in a minute how to understand our Mishnah, Rebbe agrees that if there's nothing covering that private domain, and you threw something into the private domain, he agrees with every other Tana, every other author of the Mishnayis, that you need it to land on an area which is its own Dalad al Dalad. On the floor is fine, on a table is fine, a large table, on, uh, but not in your hand. So it can't be that Rebbe is the author of the Mishnah, using Rebbe's other case to prove that he holds that a Rosh does not require the Dalit al-Dalit to be chayev, that's only if it's covered. And we don't have an indication from our Mishnah that we're talking about such a covered area. If you want to say, in fact, our Mishnah was talking about where there was a cover, Hatinech Rosh Mekura, mekura, mekura. Maybe, perhaps, you'll say the, the private domains that we said in the Mishnah t- are talking about where it's covered. And therefore, it's considered like a dollar al dollar, and therefore, you're for bringing something from Rosh Hashanah into Rosh Hashanah. But what about the other way around? If you tell me our Mishnah is talking about where there's coverings over the area. So let's say you could have a public domain that's covered, correct? You could have a scaffolding that covers a sidewalk in a public area. 
So maybe you want to say our whole mission is talking about covered, and that's why I, I don't need where there's a, a roof, and from the and the, over the private domain there's a roof, over the public domain there's a roof. Perhaps they're not the same roof, and I don't need a hanacha uh, or akira into a specific area. Even into your hands is good because Rebbe's of the opinion that when you're inside a covered area, everywhere is like a platform. Everywhere is like dalit al dalit. But what about the Rosh Hashanah? If somebody carries in a covered area of Rosh Hashanah, so maybe you'll say a cruise ship terminal is a Rosh Hashanah, right? A cruise ship terminal is a, perhaps an airport. I don't think there's any airports that are 600,000 people. They're all, all actually all privately owned, all the airports. Um, they're privately owned by... Different administrations or transit authorities, um, but a public property you want to say like a park, a park that has a sanctuary, you know, that has that roof in the middle uh, of nowhere. Ah, uh, very good, right? So you're in a campgrounds and you have a little hut or something, a little, uh, little uh, lean-to or bus a bus shelter, a bus shelter on the public street. Except that I don't think in reality those are. I think they are privately owned by the transportation authority, by the transit authority, whatever it is. But perhaps, like, you could say that this, we could imagine the case. The problem is that the halacha is that Rav Huna said in the name of Rav, if you carry four Amas in a covered midbar, since when they traveled, when the Jews traveled in the Midbar, in the desert, which is where they built the Mishkan, and where we learn out the laws of Shabbos from the juxtaposition of the Psukim of the Mishkan of the Tabernacle to, with the laws of Shabbos in Parshas Vayakel, so it's coming up, right? So, uh, so you need it to be like a desert. There was no, sh- we had Ananiya covered, we had the clouds, but we didn't have any bus shelters, we didn't have any picnic pavilions in the desert, right? So uh, you can't say that you'd be chayev if you carried in a Rosh Hashanah, in a public domain that was covered. You'd be exempt, in fact. That being the case, our Mishnah keeps saying you're chayev if you transfer from a private domain to a public domain. You would, in fact, be putter. You would be exempt from any punishments if that domain was covered. So it can't be that we're talking about our Mishnah is referring to a covered space. Being that it can't be that our mission is referring to a covered space, therefore, you uh, you 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 are therefore you cannot understand Rebbe as being the one who says you don't need an actual putting down of the item into the new domain or an actual picking up from an area which is four by four, an exclusive area just from your hand will not suffice. So we are stuck without an author. We have a mission without an author. Who is it that says? Hand-to-hand transactions are actually considered carrying. Must be, this is a cherem. The cherem's opinion, a is not a person, a is, we find that mentioned in various commerce, is the other opinion, the other author. Where does it prove? Anytime you want to tell me you have somebody who you believe is the author of our Mishnah, I want to see that that author really says, that Tana really says an opinion that, that jives with our Mishnah. Potter. So what was the case where I threw something, right? And my friend catches it. So we said, if he doesn't budge, then I'm chayev because I threw something from one domain to another. Uh, the, uh, and I did a kira and hanacha. I threw it and it lands. There's no difference between taking a box of tissues and passing it to you or throwing it into your hands. As long as I did the both actions, I threw it up and I caused it to come down in your hands and you didn't have anything, you just stood there and caught it, I would, the thrower would be chayev. However, just to repeat that, but if you, when you play football, a good receiver is not going to stand, he can't just stand put, 
He's got to he's got to know where the ball's heading and get there. So uh, so he's, he's so so then I'm Potter because he moved himself closer to the to the item to catch. Uh, we said if I, if he didn't budge, the thrower is going to be chayev. Why would he be chayev if hand-to-hand transactions are not considered carrying on Shabbos because you were not placing it or removing it from an area of dalad al dalad, an area for Amos, its own resting area, so to speak, its own uh, pedestal. So then how could I be chayev for throwing something into your hands on Shabbos? So we see a beautiful proof. That a cherem could actually be the author of our Mishnah because they clearly do not require you to put it into a space, but rather they consider transferring an item from my hands to your hands sufficient to be considered transferring on Shabbos. All you see in that case is that when it lands in your friend's hands, it qualifies for carrying on Shabbos. But you don't know where he picked it up from. You don't, you don't know where he picked it. You don't know where he picked it up from. Perhaps even the Akira has to be from a Makam Dalit al Dalit. And that actually, Barry mentioned that yesterday. The guy who's sending the item or placing the item, where did he pick it up from? Where does his Hanukkah, what qualifies the Hanukkah? Was it if he's picked it up from a dalit al dalit, or did he pick it up from an area which is makom uh, petur? So we still don't have a proof as to what a would say when it came to removing the item and throwing it, just to the landing. And now we're going to go back on the whole statement. And this that we said that your chayiv, if your friend catches it. There's other ways of catching things without your hands. You can take a large cape or cloak or whatever garment they used to wear, and uh, some of them look like a tent, right? And you spread out your 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 uh, your clothing that it became an area of dalit al dalit, and you caught it. So we don't have any, there's too many variables. To say that Acherim is an automatic match for our Mishnah. Um, Rabbi Abba Masnisin Nami Kigoin Sha'oikir Mitraskal. That's how the Bach changes it. That you picked it up out of a basket, and you put it into a basket. So, this that we talked about transferring in our Mishnah was in fact referring not person to person, but basket case to basket case. It's a basketball. <laughs> right, it's a basketball, that's right. Actually, it makes sense. You get it in the basket, except the basket doesn't receive it. Uh, would that be called the Hanukkah if it goes through the hoop? But the, uh, and the, there's no Hanukkah over there. It doesn't land in the hoop. It keeps going. Uh, the Ikanami Hanukkah. The, uh, ik- the, maybe this is the origin, right? The Ikanami Hanukkah. So Gemara wants to say now that our Mishnah, we avoided the whole question. Our Mishnah could be talking about where you have a basket and it's a Dalit al Dalit. And therefore, you chayev on Shabbos because you threw it from basket to basket. There's only one problem. It has to say that. It says hand, that he placed it into the hand of the Ani or the hand of the Balabayas, not the basket. You could still say right hand and still mean the basket in your hand. So we're, we're, we're stretching it over here, but it seems like after this is our third or fourth attempt at saying who the author of our Mishnah is, who is the opinion that does not require Dalit al-Dalit. The first one was Rabbi Akiva, right? Second one was Rabbi. Third one was, uh, and this is the third attempt, Acherib. So uh, we, want, we want this to stick. Tani Traskel Shabiyadah, Tenech Traskel Bershus. Uh, I can understand the case where the basket was in the hand, guy's hand, in the Roshos HaYachid, in the private domain, El Atrasko, Shev Roshos 
a basket that's in Rishus Harabim? Is that the public domain still? Rishus Hayachidu. It's It's really Rishus Hayachid. Lame the like Rabbi Yitzchak by Yehuda to Tanya Rabbi Yitzchak by Yehuda. I mean, not Kana Rishus Harabim Uberoishay Trasko. If there was a uh, peg sticking out in Rishus Harabim, and you had a basket attached to it. You threw something and it lands inside it, uh, on top of it. Uh, it's considered chayev. So what's the how, what's the proof that this is not like Rabbi Yitzhak or Yehuda? If you look in Rashi on the right hand margin, we have a peg here, right? There's a peg holding a basket, but and the item landed on the pe- on the peg, not on the basket. Somehow we say that it's uh, magical laws of walls make this as if it's considered inside of four an area four by four. The Iker of that's Rabbi Yehuda Yehuda's Chedesh. The Iker of Yehuda Yehuda Pashit Balabayas as Yadai Lachot. In the case of sticking your hands out. Uh, uh, sticking your hands out, as the other lechotz, the nasan l'toich the other shalani. Am I chayev? Why would you be chayev? Merushus yachad, merushus yachad, kamapik. According to that very unique opinion of Rabbi Yitzchak by Yehuda, both areas gain the halachic status of merushus yachad because it's uh, using those rules of halachic walls. So right now we have a possibility of saying our Mishnah is like a cherem, but you have to learn that we're talking about with a basket, right? That was in your hand. Uh, and Rosh Rabim, you have to learn that Acherim are disputing how public domains work when it lands in a space which could halakhically be considered a private domain through rules of ex- wall extensions. And you have to say that it's Acherim is arguing on Rabbi Yitzhak Yehuda. Says the Gemara. So, so, so we we worked everything out with a few caveats, right? Says the Gemara. I feel the time Rabbi Yisrael Yehuda. It gets better. Even Rabbi Yisrael Yehuda, who seems to have this ability to extend private domain rules into a public domain using halachic walls, hasam l'mayla miyud. Hacha. I feel the time Rabbi Yisrael Yehuda. Hasam l'mayla miyud. Hacha l'mata miyud. Rabbi Yisrael Yehuda only said as chiddush where. The airspace, you're talking about above 10 tvachim high, 10 handbreadths high, where the airspace is like a Roshus HaYachid, and you have an area of attached to a Dalet al Dalet. But Lamatamiyud, if, but, 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 but you could say that our mission is talking about only where it landed, where the guy's basket that he was holding inside the Roshus HaRabim was below Yud. Under ten hands, what's high, and therefore, even according to Rabbi Yisrael Yehuda, he would not be disputing Rabbi because he would also agree that it's a Rishos Ha-Rabbi. Kashalei Rabbi Vo, had the had the following question: If you go back in our Mishnah, Miktani Traskel Shabiyadai Vayadiktani. The end of the day, you tried pulling one a fast one on us. You insisting that it's a cherem, and it could only be a cherem. If he's talking about you're holding a basket, and you're holding a basket uh, below ten tefachim, you want to say so that it works with everybody? It can't be. So you uh, lowered your hand under three. What, what's it called? Uh, underhand catch? No, I don't know if there's such an expression. But somehow you caught it very low to the ground, right? What would you do if you if you're a diving? If you a shoestring catch. Thank you. The shoestring catch. In fact, if you go back to the Mishnah, you'll see he was standing in Rosh Hashanah, right? That's what he said. It's, it specifically says the guy was standing. How do you do, make a shoestring catch? Are you almost on the ground by the time you make that shoestring catch? Your hand is. Your hand is. So where are you stand? How are you? How does the player look? Is he diving for it or not necessarily? Could be. Could be. What's the other option? It's just He's down. Oh, says the Gemara. Uh, 
says the Gemara, he's leaning down. He's not quite on, he's standing, but he's leaning down. And we just proved in this very Dafyemi share that you wouldn't consider that, you would still consider that to be called standing, just leaning down. Or perhaps he's standing in such a deep hole that, uh, that, that his, his hands are catching it, but it's, it's, it's below 10 without, uh, without uh, bending down. So his hands are like uh, uh, equivalent to the ground. So we're getting very creative here. We're limiting our Mishnah to very specific cases because otherwise you would say, right? Otherwise you would say that uh, you need an area of Dalad al-Dalad in order to qualify this act of Hoytzah. V'ibaseima bananas. Now, v'ibaseima bananas. What does that mean, bananas? Uh, maybe you'll say that the uh, Mishnah is talking about somebody who's very short or, or really, uh, it's talking about a person who's a midget. They're, they're under 10 Tvachim. 10 Tvachim is the height of this table. What's 10 Tvachim? 42? 48? 10 is about 4 inches. 10 is like this. Uh, ten Tvachim is somewhere in the 40s. 40 to 50 inches. 40 inches. So we're talking three and a half feet. We're talking about a real midget. And that's who the Mishnah is talking about. Now, Amar Rava, Ich bil tana lashmin kalhani. Is this the... deals with midget. Yeah, what? In yeah. English it says deals with a midget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A real, uh, yeah. Somebody's a midget. And that's the only person the mission is teaching us the halacha about. And, or somebody who's uh, standing in a pit. And the pit is so far deep below ground level that your hands don't extend above 10, above ground level. <laughs> or we're talking about where you're making a shoestring catch, but you're not on the ground, you're just bent over. Rava's a little skeptical. I'm Rava. Kalhani. Is this the normal way of the Tana uh, to to teach us this whole case, uh, in, in only in these specific uh, circumstances? So Rava says we could say a different chiddush altogether. Your hands have, are a different story. Your hands are considered like Dalit al Dalit. They're considered like their own pedestal or domain. It's a lot easier, it's a lot easier but it's a big chiddush because, it, in fact, most people's hands, no, nobody's hands are Dalit al Dalit. And Rava's coming at a very late stage in the game. Rava's coming after all the Tanaim to say such a chiddush that our Mishnah, that the town of our Mishnah held that Dalit al Dalit plus your hands, or your hands are part of Dalar al-Dalad. It should have said something like that. Instead of Dalar al-Dalad? Well, you don't need Dalar al-Dalad because your hands are the equivalent of Dalar al-Dalad. I'm Rabbi Avon, I'm Rabbi Leah, I'm Rabbi Echanan. It makes sense. Barry says it's not such a chiddush. So the problem is that transfer, why don't I say because I did transfer it. Um... I mean, usually... What was the source for... Why is Dalad Dal put in place? For what, what purpose? It's not, uh, what was the source for that? Yeah. I mean, if I put it... I'm, is it is it the kind of thing where if I didn't put it on Dalad Dal, it probably wouldn't be such an people there? From the Mishkan. Right, it had to be that that was the... Um, from the, the, the Mishkan, One second. Question. The question would be in Dalad Dal. One second. Um, the question happened So, here's... It, the way Rashi explained it on Dalad Amr Alpha was Me'agabe Makam Dalad, Dahabe, Dahabe, Rashi is Dahabe, Choshed Lamahabe, and Chosay, and Nochem Akirase Akira. It has to be considered Choshed, putting down or picking up, meaning the, the Akira from something that's like this, right? That's ha- a tissue box that's half off the that's table. Stable. So, therefore, when I pick it up, it wasn't really resting here. It wasn't resting here. If I put this down at the onset of Shabbos, and this is a Rosh Hashayachah, this is a Rosh Hashayachah, and it's already falling into Rosh Hashayachah or something, it's not quite on Rosh Hashayachah, and I pick it up. So that's... Yeah, but it's not on Dalad al Dalad. It's not on Dalad If it would be over here, it would be on Dalad al So this is not called Akira. This is not called picking up. It fell into my hands. So, so the same thing, when sense. the Balabayas gives it to me in the Rosh Hashanah or I take it from the Balabayas, it's falling into my hands. The stabi- there has to be, that's a Rashi so I understand it stability, over here. The reason for Dalad is stability, then hands make sense. Because something in somebody's hands are stable. They're holding it. 
doesn't have to be dollar to dollar, right? This box is not going to fall out of my hands. I so it's I have a grip on it, right? Um, I'm mean, trying to explain why why hands would be similar to dollar to dollar. So okay, so 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 Tyson clarifies. Tyson clarifies what's the what standard of stability are you looking for? Well, I just want to know the reason for dollar to dollar. Right, so that it should be considered like it's stable. Then yeah, that makes sense. What, what, what's, you're making up your own standard, or actually rather is, the original Havamina was, the standard has to be like on the Mishkan, on the floor. When you pick it up from the, or even forget about the Mishkan, just Seichel. No. Rosh is, is, it, is, it, is, it should be as stable as if it's on the floor. If something's on the floor, it ain't going that way. If you take the Mishkan that literally... Dollar dollar wouldn't work. The question is, that's the Chiddush. No, that's the Chiddush that the, the wagons had the status of Rosh Hashanah Rabbim. No, the wagons are Rosh Hashanah Because they were, they were on their own platform. That's the Chiddush in the Mishkan that you don't need the floor mamish. Even dollar al dollar is considered stable enough to be the floor. Okay. I don't think the Gemara's discussion is over, but uh, we'll get there later. But in the meantime, I, I still think. The reason why till the end of the Gemara we had three attempts to say it was different authors in the Mishnah is because Rabbah's Chiddush is not so simple. To say that the, your hands are like the floor, are as stable as the floor, it is a, it, it is a Chiddush. So now the Gemara goes on to a new case. I'm Rabbi Avon, I'm Rabbi Lai, I'm Rabbi Yechon. Enough with the shoestring catcher. Ahmed ben Mekaymai, you stood in... Sorry, I skipped the line. I skipped one case. Uh, so we're like uh, eight or ten lines before the lines got wide on Hayam I threw something that lands in my friend's hands. What's the Chiddush? So the Gemara says, if you're going to tell me now that Rav is saying that the Mishnah is the Chiddush of the Mishnah is that your Yad is like four, so then why do I need a Chiddush of a statement of Rabbi Yechonon who taught us that if somebody catches something on Shabbos, it's considered to be uh, uh, transferring. We already learned this already. So the Gemara wants to know if if it's true that the Chiddush of the Mishnah and the Chiddush is that your hands are like Dalid al Dalid, why do we need another statement from Rabbi Yechanan? He wouldn't tell us something which we already know. So as a Gemara, there's two scenarios. Hecha da Achshava. Our Mishnah is talking about where the Ani and the Balbayas transferred an item from one person's hands to another with intent to do so, right? Both of them were fully aware of the transaction at the time. The Rabbi Yechanan is teaching you a further Chiddush, even where you were not aware that that would be happening, that you would be catching or receiving something, or, uh, or you, when you threw something, you thought that nobody would catch it, and you would not be considered like you put it down. Therefore, and then your friend goes and catches it, you're still chayev. So let's say I was standing in Roshus HaYachet, and I threw a football up pretty high, and I thought it would land in Roshus HaYachid. And I thought it would land in Roshus HaYachid. And somehow a guy intercepts it, and the guy is standing in Roshus HaRabim. I guess it was going over, it, it somehow was close enough to Roshus HaRabim that he grabbed it. And now it's in Roshus HaRabim. Am I chayev? No, because I had no intent to throw it into Roshus HaRabim. And his actions came along, and you would say that in that case, uh, says Rebbe in that case also we consider that your hands are considered like dalad al dalad, that you would be you would be chayv at least a shaygig it seems like if it was this, or if let's say I threw it up and then I caught it in Rosh Hashanah or some other action without intent. <coughs> no, that, that would be. If if I moved. No, for you catching it. No, I didn't catch. Maybe I just had my hands up. I, I just had my hands up and it landed there. That's a, it. Seems like there's some sort of case where I could 
less intention than with the Ani and Balabayas. The Ani and Balabayas, I'm passing it to you. You know that you're receiving it from me. You know that I'm standing on the outside and you want me to, and you want to receive it. Whereas that's not, so that's the Chiddush of Mishnah, that your hands are considered like as if it's a proper stable resting or landing zone. But the Chiddush of Rabbi Yechon is, even if you didn't have intent to catch something, you could still be considered as if you uh, removed it on Shabbos. If you stood in your place to catch, the, the catcher doesn't budge, and he, uh, we, this is what we said earlier, and he catches an item that you threw, so the one who threw it is chayev. But if he runs to, to, if the catcher runs to make the catch, then the potter has zayrik, then the one who threw the potter, the one who threw it is potter, because he didn't cause the catching in another <clears throat> domain. Tanya nami hachi achayir ma'imrim amir b'mekayim v'kibol chayev oiker mimkaymai v'kibol pater. And we learned that in the brayse as well from achayim that the your the throwers only chayev if the catcher doesn't make the transfer happen any more than just catching it. But once he starts moving around. He absolves the thrower. Boy, Rabbi Yechanan, Zayir Chayfetz. I threw an item, and then I I run, and I catch it myself. Right? If you don't have any friends to play with on Shabbos, then yes, it's going to happen. You're going to have to throw it and catch it yourself. You're going to have to be the 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 what? The thrower and the receiver, uh, right? Mahu, uh, what's the halacha? So the Gemara wanted further clarification on the Shailah. My kami ba'ile, what is the Shailah? Amr ba'adam ar'abah, shnei koichetz ba'adam. Echad kami ba'adam echad kami ba'ile. We're trying to devise a fancy scenario over here where we're looking at it like a person has two, uh, two koichas, two uh, split personality, I don't know, two different aspects to them. Echad ka'adam ba'ile, shnei koichetz ba'adam echad if I become the catcher and the, the thrower and the catcher, do I become like two separate people or am I like one person? Why would I be considered like one person? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the svara is, but the Gemara says teku. The fact is that if two separate people do an act together, they're both pater. That we learned from the last cases of the Mishnah. So if I were to um, throw it and somebody would run to catch it, that would absolve the thrower of the chiv of transferring on Shabbos. So if I myself become the catcher, do I become absolved? It seems like a very mysterious Shiloh to me. Amr says the Gemara Vaitev. Third line down of the wide lines on Hamanav. You stuck your hands into your friend's courtyard. The kibble make a shaman and water came into rain came into your hand. and now you take it, you pull your hand out. Chayev, mask of Zera, you're liable because you transfer the water from the Rashusa Yachid into the Rashusa Rabin. So now, what was the case that would be most similar to that in the Mishnah? Where a Balvais put something in my hand and I pull my hand back out where I didn't do the Akira, he did the Akira, I just did the Hanacha, right? That would be the most similar. Is God that your friend, so to speak? What's the difference whether your friend put something into your hand and you're absolved because you didn't do the Akira, you didn't do the lifting, or whether the rain came from heaven and you still didn't pick up the item, but rather it landed in your hand. You didn't do the Akira, you didn't pick it up. So says the Gemara, we're, we're talking about in a case where it didn't actually fall into your hand, but rather you had to uh, scoop it up. You had to scoop it up. Says the Gemara, again, you have the same problem that if you're scooping it out of thin air or a stream is coming into your hand, it's in your hands and you don't have a specific area, stable area to remove it from. Ah, you scooped it up from a wall. Isn't it flowing in a stream so it never landed in one area? You see, if you have a flow of water 
going through an area, the area could be dalad al dalad, but it's actually not considered like it's contained in that area because it's moving through fluid. It's fluid. We're talking about where you had a uh, slanted wall with like some sort of uh, gutter or receiving pool. Uh, some, it all drained into some area that you're taking from. Where did Rabbah say that? On the following. It says the Gemara on the top of Hebrew days. You're reading a Sefer. Now, it's a Shushan Purim. And Yerushalayim, they're just getting started, right? Purim is just starting to heat up. But the Gemara says in their, in their times, in the, they, uh, everything was in Megillah. It wasn't just on Purim that they, and Shushan Purim that they read a Megillah, but they always read, they, there was always a Megillah. And uh, what would happen is, if you let go of it, perhaps it was a very long letter, or like a Sefer Torah, Chas V'Shalom, the other end will uh, go flying, uh, will, will, will go flying. So if you're in the middle of reading, on uh, reading this, uh, uh, this Megillah, and you're on your, Porch, some sort of uh, a scufa. I don't know how they translate it. If it's a porch, if it's a, a deck, a threshold. They call a threshold. It. Okay, threshold. It, right, when you like a little elevated area in front of your house, then it's galgal hasefer miyade and so it's a uh, okay. So it's it's sitting on top of a door. So it's not quite at the end of it. By the time your item, your megillah starts rolling off, it's already out the door. Yeah. Okay. So when his galgal asefer miyaday and the other end of it rolls away from you, but so that is considered a private domain over here, the threshold. Well, the, the threshold is, but the problem is the rest of your letter is is uh, now down the street. Right. Yeah, just imagine a roll of paper towels, uh, right? So uh, it's, it's it's you got to get it back. So are you allowed to pull it in? Are you allowed to roll it up? Roll it up toward towards you. Um, the reason why I'm, I'm hesitant to say it means a, a door stone is because Rashi says that in Erevin, it, it describes it as an area that's three, uh, three tefachim high and three, so three, right, three, three by four. Brooklyn, that's a, the stoop. The the stoop. Oh. No, 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 no. You just there's yeah. one step up, and it's got like a stone block that has a lip that that comes out into the. Saying that could be three high and three tefachim high. One step, one threshold. The threshold can't be a foot. From no, from where it is, from the next surface, it's going to be yeah, so much here's higher. The side, here's the sidewalk. You got a step. It's a little bit of a higher step. A foot is. I'm skeptical. Foot. If it was a pedestal, I understand. You know, like a, people have like a slab. <laughs> sometimes they'll have something in front of their door. But either way, Hayakayber. Uh, I necessarily agree with the construction of it. So Galay Eitzah, you're allowed to roll it towards you. Why are you allowed? to roll it towards you. Um, since you're still holding on to one side, there's no Hanukkah over here. And the Chacham will not uh, decree in such a case. Since I never let go of my end of the letter, only the other end of the letter rolled away, and I'm still standing in the Roshos HaYachid, and the letter is still technically in my hands, in Roshos HaYachid, Chazal were not good. There was no Akira, right? There's a Hanukkah in Roshos without an Akira over here. Because I never threw it away. I never picked it up to throw it. So it's mutter. If you're reading on top of a roof, which is Ushasayachit, and it starts rolling down off the roof, if it hasn't yet come within 10 Tvachim of the ground, you're allowed to pull it back. The, uh, when it's already sticking into the ear space of the Rishus HaRabim, you have a problem. Even though you're on the roof and you're still holding on to part of it, you, uh, you cannot take it out of the Rishus HaRabim now. Um, over there, we were geyser, uh, over there, we were geyser a, a shvus. Um, over there, because it's not going to be in a Carmelis when it lands, it's going to be in Rishus HaRabim Mamish, Therefore, uh, uh, therefore, uh, we say oh, in that case slightly different than the askafa, and you're not allowed to pull pull it back. You have to rather turn it over that it shouldn't uh, look like a bazayan. never landed. You're still holding it. Rava said we're talking about 
a slanted wall where it does have some sort of uh, it does have some sort of landing zone. In fact, the Gemara Eimad Amar Rabbi Sefer David Denayich Mayim Avidi Denayichi says the Gemara that's your proof that Rabbi would hold that if I stuck my hand into my friend's uh, drainage area, which the wall the water slips off the roof into that area, that it's considered like it landed. You bring me a proof from a Sefer from a solid item that uh, that we say it considered like it. Uh, like it landed on that area, I don't know, it's a gutter, a drainage, some sort of uh, slanty extension of the roof. But uh, that has substance to it. It has uh, water, which is going to keep going. You wouldn't say, be able to say that. Allah so don't tell me that Rava would hold by water that you would be chayiv. You scooped it up out of a guma, out of a hole. Right, the Gemara Guma Pshita Maudet Guma Pshita. Right, he scooped it out up from uh, from 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 a hole. Maudet Tema Mayim Agabe Mayim Lav Hanachahu. Since the water is lying only on top of water, not on top of the ground, and therefore I would say maybe that's not considered like a Hanacha. And if it's not considered like a Hanacha, if it's not considered like it's lying there, then my Akira doesn't count either, right? It has to be from a stable surface. Water is not that stable of a surface to be considered like you're picking it up, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, would, I would hear that. I could hear that. Water on top of water is not considered like it's actually lying there. It's taken from a pool of water, you Yeah. From a hole filled with water. From a hole in the wall. From a hole in the water. Kamash um, Malan, that Rabbah says that it is considered like a Iser. And it is considered like a, like a landing. Water on top of water is considered like is it, that is its resting place. And that answers your question. That uh, water, in, on, water in a pool, water on top of a hole, would be considered like as if, it, uh, as if it's really there. Egoiz agabe mayim. What about an egoiz? I didn't get any egoism for shalchmanis. What's it, what, how would you translate an egoiz? A nut, some uh, some type of a nut, a hazelnut or some other nut. Egoiz agabe mayim. Does it float? I think it does, right? It, it, would it float? A chestnut would float, right? Yeah, Different. No, it would float. Lav hainu and chasay. The egoiz on top of water. That's not considered like as if it was in a stable place, which is a little bit of a chiddush, right? I don't know, maybe it's just a chiddush to me. It's a river. You're saying, because it, it, it really doesn't land. Right, it keeps floating. Uh, it's not, not at rest. rest. What? Not at rest, so. It's not at rest, but it is, let's say in a pool, let's say in a, in a, pu- in a puddle. Yeah. In that puddle, you're saying too bad. In that. A ball, a ball, why, okay. Here I'm just, I guess in my mind, I have a case of a ball rolling around the street. You would say that's considered like a this a, is more it's like a, a, a nut in a lake. Okay. That you're picking up while it's rolling. Okay, fair enough. Says it, fair enough. Amar Rava, my God, my am high on chasin. Egoz again, my am love high on chasin. Boy, Rava, egoz bekli. What about a nut in a case? Not a nut case, but in a nut in a case. The kli tzaf agabe mayim. We'll pour him humor. The kli tzaf agabe mayim, and the kli is floating. The vessel is floating. On top of the water. I finally understood the translation of the word vessel. And it's floating on the water. But do we say that's a, that's a loose nut? Or do we say no, that's a stable nut because it's stable on a, on a kli, even though the kli is flying around. Basar, egoiz, aslinon. Do we say that? Look at the, look at the, the egoiz. It seems to us that it's lying there pretty stable. It's, it's, it's resting. Or do you say, or do you say that we look at the kli and the kli is the vessel is floating? Deny it. Why is it not considered floating? This maybe will help me understand the question that I have on this whole water not being considered stable. Deny it. Deny it means that it's moving about, right? Um, so as long as it's moving about. We consider it to be, uh, we consider it to be unstable, and therefore picking it up, it's not really like I picked it up because it was already up. It was already not considered dormant, lying dormant. 
says the Gemara, Teku, Tishbi Tarot, Kushisu Bois. So we're really loading on the Tekus over here, right? Shemen Shitzafagabayayan. The other day, my kids asked for, they had, they asked for a cup of water. I don't remember where we were, but somehow they had some oil and they asked, they quickly ran to get a cup of water. And I, I didn't even hop what was going on. My wife said, No, you're not doing that right now. No way. And I didn't understand what, 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 what they wanted. They wanted to see the oil rise to the top. So, uh, right, that's it. Well, they're very into science and they're in So, uh, any opportunity, they right away get to work. Shemin, Shetzaf, we confiscated all the magnifying glasses in my house because we found them a few times in the backyard with their best efforts. And I think one of them was. Yeah, and they were, they were, they were, they're not too bad at it. Shemin, Shetzaf, Agabe, Yayin. Shemin. I actually didn't believe in science till I saw what they were doing. Shemen shetzaf agabayayin. What's the deal with oil floating on top of wine? Machloikus rebiyokin banuri rabbana. Ditnan. Shemen shetzaf agabayayin. If you had a little bit of oil that was on top of the wine, v'nagaya v'nagat tful yaim b'shemen leipasal el Hashem b'vad. It's full yaim. Somebody who was tame, but he had already tovled, and he has to wait till the evening until his carbonus, till everything is settled for him to be considered tar again, pure again. And he touches truma. He makes that truma invalid, and now he touched the oil that's floating on the wine. What did we say? The halacha is uh, according to the Tanakhama, leipasal shemen bovad. So Rashi explains in the left hand margin, lefi leipasal shemen bovad. A few lines down, the left hand margin, lefi sheeno chibur zelazet. He never connected to the wine; he only connected to the oil, and they're not considered like attached. The shemen pasal who v'leitame. The shemen's not tame because this guy already went to the mikvah, but it does con- it is invalid to be consumed as truma hilkach. And therefore, it doesn't invalidate the wine. But of course, for if he would have been Tame Mamish, then we would have said that there's a connection through the oil to the wine. But just from being a Tful Yaim, where it's possible, you know, you can't uh, eat the Truma as Truma, but uh, you can't eat the Truma, but it's still not Tame. And therefore, the wine stays good. And this is amazing Raya, right? Now let's think about Shabbos. If you're telling me that the oil that's floating on top of the wine is not considered connected, it's not considered like you touch the wine, only the oil. So how do we look at something floating uh, for Shabbos? Rashi says, It's like, it's not, we should look at it like like it's not attached to the, Water, because it's not resting on the water; it's resting on a vessel on top of the water. Back to the Gemara, Rabbi Yechonin ben Nuri, I'm Rabbi Yechonin ben Nuri. The second opinion, this Mishnah says, that of course they're considered attached for the purposes of uh, truma, and all the truma that's touched, even when he just touched the oil, now all the truma becomes invalidated, and the same thing would apply to Hilchas Shabbos. So it seems like we have a beautiful raya over here from Truma and Tahira to say that we only look at what the immediate item that you're resting on. And since the oil is not considered like it's attached to the wine, so too if you have a nut floating on a... Uh, uh, if you have, have oil floating on wine, Lagabe Shabbos... Sorry, forget about the nuts. If you have oil floating on wine on Shabbos... And somehow, and it's in a Rosh and you were to scoop up the oil and, and walk away with it, you would be considered like you are, uh, you would be considered uh, pot, uh, you would be considered potter because you don't, it's not, it's not an Akira right, because right. the Hanacha was not considered a valid Hanacha. I'm Rabbi Avin. Well, the Akira is not valid because it's not considered like it's resting. Correct. But right. No, no, but meaning because <laughs> the previous Hanacha is not considered a Hanacha, therefore your Akira is not an Akira. Oh, previous yeah, that's how, that's how I'm looking. I'm Rabbi Avon, I'm Rabbi Lari, I'm Rabbi If I'm loaded up with food and wine, with food and drink, 
I'm walking around like regular, inside, outside. You're good as long as you do what joggers do on, uh, in, in, in Manhattan. When they cut to a red light intersection, they just jog around. They don't stop moving. Right, uh, we, we somebody mentioned this yesterday, right? Right, also in Hollywood, joggers also do that in Hollywood. Okay, Amr Abaye, Bahusha Aymid Lafush. And even if you stood, you stood uh, at, uh, standing only is considered standing if you stood to rest completely. Where does Abaye get this from? That I would make a difference, I would differentiate between. Uh, I would, I would differentiate between stopping to rest and stopping for other purposes. If you within Daladamas, If you stopped to rest, your potter. If you stopped to adjust the load on your shoulders, then you would be considered chayv. Chutz Daladamas. If you walked more than Dalad uh, Amos, Ahmed Lafash, if you stopped to rest, Chayev Lekesef, but if you stopped to adjust on your shoulders, Potter. My Kamash Milan, what's the Chiddush here? When you picked it up, what was your intention to, to rest, to stop? This is something which we already understand this concept that we know you need an Akira and a Hanacha to be Chayev on Shabbos and your Hanacha has to be connected, sufficiently connected to your Akira, to your picking up is to say that if you did not intend to put it down or stop in that manner later on so then it would not connect to your Akira. Says the Gemara, we already learned that from Rabbi Eichon. Hamavich Eifzim. What does the Bach say? By the Aleph, the Bach says, Hamafana Eifzim. It's obvious. It's obvious. If you're moving items, you're cleaning out one corner, and uh, and uh, you're uh, you're moving from one corner to things, items from one corner to another. V'nimlach Aleyan, and you change your mind and put them back where you started. If for whatever reason your hanacha, your landing, your putting down does not match your original intentions from when you picked it up. So for example, if you stopped, you put them down to adjust the load, which was not your intention when you picked it up to carry them just to be able to adjust the load. Or if you put them down in the area where you did not intend to uh, place them in the first place, so then you would be potter. I'm a, says the Gemara. So Rabbi Yechon already taught us this. I'm a, uh, says the Gemara. I'm a roi ninu mar amalei b'haylishna mar amalei We find that sometimes that the people arguing it's not that Rabbi Yechonan said the same statement twice, which left us with a question: Why does he need to repeat himself? Rather, two Amaram, Rabbi Loi and Rabbi Ami, were arguing as to what Rabbi Eichanan had really said, and therefore they both quoted him in different cases regarding the same rule, but Rabbi Eichanan only said it uh, once. So again, says the Gemara, Amarai Ninu Mar Amarla Baha'i Lishna, Mar Amarle Baha'i Lishna. They agreed in the halacha that you need the hanacha to match the akira but they do disagree as to what the exact case that he gave that proved that point. You know what? I think it's 7.05. We can continue that tomorrow. Okay. Executive decision. Okay, to...